Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Look how much progress the Eagles have made in two years. This exact same game two years ago, they were shut out. They scored nine points last night. No? Not what you were looking for? I feel like they put more effort in two weeks ago or two years ago than they did last night. <laughs> I think Matt's calling today, I believe. I'm sure he wants everybody fired. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> hey, by the way, I mean, do you realize classes are canceled here at Penn State today? Uh, there, nobody had school around here either. Jeez. Really? Uh, we're We're getting freezing rain. I had a hard time getting into the... Getting up on rain. the mountain. Nah, we have we're, we have all snow here. Uh, it's like it's still twenty four here, but it turned into it's real thin and and, mm-hmm. and it's not real snow. It's not rain, but it's pretty slick. Wow. Now, did you see who Penn State's hiring as their special teams coach? <laughs> uh, the guy from Erie, from uh, Vanderbilt. I now I had his name in my mouth, and now it went out. Justin Lustig. There we go. Who played at Bucknell from yes. 97 to 2000. Who I'm sure I covered, but I don't... I, I The name sounds familiar, but I do not remember him. Great. Now we're up to an age thing. Yes, All we right. are. <laughs> <laughs> well. The Eagles season is mercifully over. And you look at where they were two years ago, and you look where they are today. You have to openly ask yourself, was last year the aberration? I think you have just as many questions about Jalen Hurts now as you did two years ago. And and now, Mm -hmm. you know, with Jason Kelsey retiring, that opens up a whole other can of worms on the offensive line now, too. They'll probably take Juergens and move him over. Uh, That's why they drafted him. Um, um, But it is a huge blow to that offensive line to lose your quarterback there. Um, I thought Hertz was under a lot of pressure last night. I thought he handled it as well as he could. He didn't, he, I mean, he didn't turn it over. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and other than that, I mean, let, let, let's and we're going to get into this with Matt. I'll, I'll take two minutes here, and then we'll take a break, and then get Matt on. <clears throat> There's going to be a lot of focus on Nick Sirianni, correct? Yes. The focus should be on Howie Roseman. He assembled this group and took chances on players where you openly have questions about their character. You have questions about A.J. Brown. You will have questions about Jalen Carter. 
Now, I'm not sure it's character when it comes to Jordan Davis, but he's not in shape. <clears throat> he drafted these people, and every time something came up, look at how he, how he does it again. I'm like, how he did what again? I would never have drafted Jalen Carter. Never. I'm sorry, okay? Character and locker room mean something. <laughs> okay? Never would have drafted him. I wouldn't have drafted Jordan Davis. Okay? But, oh, look at how he outsmarted everybody. He didn't outsmart anybody. The only time I saw Jalen Carter on camera last night when he was woofing in the face of the running back after he gained 11 yards. This is the only time he's on camera the whole night. When the going got tough, when the going got tough, he went downhill. But you've got guys on this team that do not have the requisite character to get you through tough times. You don't. Hurts, I, I really like. I do. I really like Hurts a lot. He was the best player on the field in the Super Bowl. Bar none. The best player. Too many problems around him maybe to overcome in this particular year, including injuries on his part between his knee, his finger, things like that. So I'm not going to sit there and, and, and throw this at the feet of Hurts. He did not have the same year he had a, a year ago. A.J. Brown disappeared the last third of the season. Jalen Carter disappeared the last third of the season. You've got a lot of guys that disappeared in this. Who were the best players last night? The best players last night, Fletcher Cox, veteran. Been there, done that. Right? Graham, he was tremendous last night. Been there, done that. I'll say this, the kid Nolan Smith played well last night. But there's a lot of things here that just... I don't know. They just don't add up with this team. So. <clears throat> oh, well. well, all right. We'll take a break. We're going to listen to Matt's got complaints. I'm trying to think what's worse, the 64 Phillies collapse or the Eagles collapse. All right. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt's wound up and ready to go, speaking for Eagles fans everywhere. Go ahead, let her rip. You see, that sound is the clock striking midnight. And I'm not talking about Cinderella. That's on Nick Sirianni fixing this disgraceful football team. Oh, what else does that see? Oh, a wide receiver screen for negative two yards for the millionth time. Oh, uh, what else do I see? Oh, an eligible member downfield. You might as well call that the Nick Sirianni penalty now because that's one of the staples of his tenure. It's not understanding that. I can go on and on. As Please do. <laughs> as last night's game all but confirmed that everybody is finally on board with me to get rid of this guy. I don't what care about, what he's Howie done. Roseman? How about Howie Roseman? He assembled it. I the only, I I know there are people calling for his job, but I'm not ready to go there yet. Um, yes, he hit a lot of bad buttons this time around. I mean, from Kevin Byard, who's done next to nothing, I mean, to everything with his defense, 
to continually ignore that you need good linebacker play in this league. I, I, I'm not there yet, but I, I think if he has another year or two where this continues, then maybe we start having that conversation. But I think the way this collapse happened is squarely on the head coach and this coaching staff started off by making what I thought, I, I did say I was okay with the move, but I still thought it was a panic move when moving from Sean Desai to Matt Patricia. But at the time, we thought it was just for play-calling purposes. But as the weeks went on after the decision was made to switch play callers, but ended up being a full coordinator switch, and we heard through the grapevine that he was trying to implement new stuff, and which you just can't do at this point in December, which led to this defense looking about as bad as you can play completely. But here's the other, there's the final straw that happened in Nick Sirianni in last night's game. You saw a little bit of it against the Giants, but because it happened in a playoff game, that's the final indictment. And that is, there was no energy, no effort for 90% of the game last night. And everyone goes to how the Eagles need to practice tackling and this and that. This team, these guys, did not just forget how to tackle all of a sudden. Because they weren't bad in the latter half of the season. You know why they haven't been tackling the last couple of weeks? You know why they didn't tackle well last night, especially James Bradbury? It's because this team quit. In the NFL, tackling is effort plays. You have to want to do it. I said this several times on X last night. You have to want to do it and be motivated to do it. If the guys don't have the motivation, you've lost the locker room, especially if it happens in a playoff game. That team quit last night. They didn't want to be out there last night, especially on the offside, uh, offensive side of the football. The guys who wanted to be there out last night was Devontae Smith, who I have to give a lot of credit for because I ripped him the last couple of weeks with the way of his play and his comments. He showed up last night. He was the only one on the offensive side of the ball that showed up last night. And defensively, guys like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, they showed up last night. Everybody else in that football team did not show up last night. And that's the final straw for Sirianni. No energy, no effort whatsoever. The offense couldn't move the football at all. And let me go some, tell you something else about the quarterback. I, I have thought I've always been fully behind Jalen Hurts. I've been a full Jalen Hurts guy. I love his story. I love the type of leadership he had, he had brought and had been. But I got to tell you, I think last night was rock bottom for him too. It's one thing to take his safety all the way back from the 14-yard line. But then it's another thing where you also are not showing 100% effort and don't block for your teammate, even though he's making a horrendous play regardless. But if he makes that block, maybe Kenny Gainwell turns that into something and then he's not set up to take a horrendous safety that basically finished off the game for the Bucks last night. He didn't make the block. I know you're a quarterback, you're hurt, you're not supposed to necessarily block there, but guess what? When you're down in a playoff game, you need a play made. Sometimes you got to go the extra mile. And guess what? Jalen Ernstine did that last night. And you know what? That was very, very disappointing to me. Because here's a guy who's always been a coach's son and been a team guy and this and that. He didn't show that last night. And I think that's also a little concerning going forward and why I definitely think you need to have a new voice in there. And I think 
that was I think what's part of that reason is that Jalen Hurts and you saw the report from Tim McManus of ESPN that he didn't like the way the offense was going. You can play well in it, but you also need to be convicted in it as well and show that. And you didn't you haven't seen that at all from Jalen Hurts the last several weeks especially, and you really didn't see it last night. So while I'm going to criticize him big time on the effort part, and I think he needs to look himself in the mirror a little bit, it still circles back to the head coach, Nick Sirianni, who needs to go. This locker room needs a new voice. I don't care what happened last year. I don't care how unusual it is. You know what? The Eagles put themselves in that situation because of one man, Nick Sirianni. If it's an unusual situation, it's because something unusual happened that shouldn't happen coming off a Super Bowl, win or lose. No coach should ever lose the locker room a year after they get to the Super Bowl, whether you win or lose it. But the way this happened with Nick Sirianni, then yes, he deserves to be fired. Here's your pink slip, Nick. Go somewhere else. It's time to bring somebody else in here to the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you're done. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. So let's start with this. Let's go back to last year when I confused everybody and said I was not a big Nick Sirianni guy. <laughs> okay. Yes, you did. And okay. and as I said a couple of weeks ago when this whole spiral started, I I basically gave him every benefit of the doubt because of how things were running last year. But I said a couple of weeks ago, you were right. You were right, and I was wrong. This guy is not mature enough to lead a football team and that really showed, obviously, in these last seven weeks. So I have to hand it to you that, on that time. Say this, Sean Steichen did a good job with the Colts this year. Um, he did. Sorry. Honestly, he did a great, great job. I think the Colts are in great shape. I mean, especially when he had to operate with a backup quarterback most of the time because his starter wasn't out, was, wasn't in. Um, look, the Eagles, let's get to the Howie Roseman part of this. Okay. And that is this. He made a mistake, and it's been repeated, that others have made over time. Never sit there and assume that your culture is so strong, I can bring anybody in, and they'll conform to what we're doing here. And he made that mistake. He brought in people that have had problems in the past. And guess what? They're some of the guys creating the problems. That's, I mean, again, there's something about talent and there's something about character and the combination of the two that's dynamic. When you have great character to go with talent, and by the way, it sounds like Jalen Hurts has a lot of that. To be honest with you, okay. Jalen Hurts sounds. I like still talent. think he does, but I'm just saying he didn't talent. show it last night. He's got talent and character across the board, but there are other guys, right? Okay, which one of the two of us was against drafting Jalen Carter? We were both. We were both against Jalen Carter. I was against Jalen Carter being drafted by this team. Like, what? yeah, he's a, he's I, I was too. You and I were like, split on Jordan Davis, but we were both. Single-handedly against Jalen Carter, no question yeah, about that. I mean, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't have what happened in January. 
Okay? I can't have that in my locker room as a first-round pick. I can't. Eight other teams sat back and had a higher standard than the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay? You have to have standards. You know, you know, you can sit there and you can have guys beg you all they want to draft you, have their agent beg you all they want, go through all this. I'm sorry, okay? I've got a problem here, okay? What happened in January, right? It's not just that they were drag racing. He left. I'm sorry. You can't have that. That can't be my first-round pick. Can't. 100% agree there. I mean, can't. All right? I don't care how much talent he has. Oh, don't worry. In our locker room. And your locker room what? Guys are guys. Okay? And, you know, you can't bring people in and reform them. You can't, you can't do it. Davis wasn't big on him because I, I watched him in key games Right? Didn't like how he played in big games because I felt his weight was a gigantic issue. It still is. It still is. I mean, the last third of the season, he's not making plays. Why? Why? I go back to the fact he's not in shape. Secondary, you now you got a big mouth corner who doesn't play like it. Okay. I don't want to be called Darius. I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, what? I want to be called Big, what, Big Game, Big Play Slay or something like that. Big, big Play Slay, yeah. What? How about no, your name is Darius. Move on. Okay? Okay, let's go with what Mom decided. Uh, I mean, you're not Deion Sanders. You're not even Darrell Rivas. You're not Stefan Gilmore. Does the Cowboys' loss at least make it feel better? Oh, I, I, I said after that game that, that that already made my playoffs regardless of whatever happened to the Eagles. And it still has even after that abysmal game last night. My playoffs have been made. By the way, what did all six playoff winners have in common? They all scored first and played with the lead. There it is. I mean, I know you don't think I know what I'm talking about. I know that. (laughs) Okay. You always bring the second-level thinking, Steve Jones. I know. You're correct. I'm a simple guy. (laughs) You are. Uh, Always have been. Jason Kelsey, by the way. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Terrific uh, service department, too. It backs it all up every step of the way. Great pre-owned inventory. They've got it all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. 
Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15, Elmo's Wharf Online at sunburymotors.com. It's not often we grade the performance of callers, but <laughs> Todd, what did you think of that performance? That was impressive. I I felt like it was Animal House. You know, just, you know, don't stop him. Just let him go. He's on a roll. <laughs> He's on a roll. <laughs> wow. Well, he was a little more right than Bluto was, though. <laughs> trying to remember what Bluto said. <laughs> it's something about the Nazis quitting at Pearl Harbor. Well, that, so. that part I remember about Pearl Harbor, yeah. <laughs> I got that part, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I do think there is a character issue here uh, on this with this team, and that's a locker room issue. Uh, and... It's you cannot you can get enamored with talent and, and I'll give you one okay you're you're enamored with um, what Antonio Brown how about that and Antonio Brown right but the Patriots they guess oh, the Patriots finally said no we can't do this right the Raiders we they couldn't do it right the Steelers got rid of them. Right, they they had enough. Um, it's just no matter what you think. I mean, you can get enamored with talent. I got it because he is a great talent. Uh, there are several of the Eagles players that are really terrific talents, but um, it's got to be a combination of the talent with the character part. You've got it in the quarterback. I mean, Jalen Hurts, by all accounts, the character is incredible to go with the fact that he has talent. Now, do now did I feel like he was a top-flight, top-rated quarterback in the league? <sighs> you watch him last year and you felt like he was. But I really felt I needed to see this year to confirm it. And I'm I'm still not quite there yet. I mean, I didn't two years ago. Would they go down? Were they what were they one and three down the stretch? He was starting. That sound right? It sounds right. Yeah, but played better. Um, was it was it three? I guess it was three years ago. He was that. Then then they got to the playoffs and they lost to Tampa. In the first round, was it 35 to nothing? Some number like that. Okay. I was like, okay. But he played, he had a good season. All right, he had a good season. Not a great season, but he had a good season. Last year, he had a phenomenal season. But my question is, in order to be great, you have to stack those, and he didn't stack it. He didn't stack a great season with another great season. He had a decent season, a good season, but not a great season. Um, and but it's not it's not him. I mean, and, and Smith played really well. You know, Goddard I like, even though Goddard had a big drop in last night's game. A.J. Brown, I have no idea. Like, everybody raves about A.J. Brown. I mean, I've never raved about A.J. Brown. Never have. Um, but I think he's really good. But I just like okay. 
Do I think there are better guys in the league? Sure. Um, Swift played way better than I thought he would. The Kelsey retirement is going to be a big blow for this team. I mean, that is performance and locker room and character all rolled into one guy. That's a hard guy to lose, in my opinion, on various levels. Now, yeah, they'll move Jurgens over. He'll play uh, center. They'll come up with another guard. Um, and then defensively, one, what do you do with Graham? What do you do with Cox? They were the two of the better players in the field for Philadelphia last night. Um, I thought Nolan Smith played well last night. Um, he played well. I mean, I know they didn't have a lot of him during the season, but they spotted him, and he got pressure and was quick off the edge. They've got to do something with the secondary. I don't know what you're going to can do with that, but they're going to have to do something with it. James Badbury got old overnight, and I think that that's that's yeah. a big issue. Yeah, you're right about that. You know, and I've always liked him. I always thought, wow, when they picked him up, that was a great pick. But he was tied for the league lead in touchdowns surrendered by a corner this year. Yeah. And that, and and you look at Dallas. I mean, Dallas is the same way. Dallas has secondary issues. I mean, you know, Gilmore got hurt. When Gilmore got hurt, their secondary really got hurt because Gilmore is the best guy they have back there, not the guy with the five touchdowns. Jeez, I already went through this with my class. He can't – okay. One of the problems I do have in talking about um, the game, whether it's football or basketball or any sport, any sport these days, with younger people in my class is that they do everything from a fantasy football point of view. Well, he's got he's great, man. He's racking me up fantasy points. Like, okay, the game is not a fantasy game. It's just like all these people put together their fantasy team, they think they can be a general manager. Like, no, I don't think so. No, it's not that easy. I mean, this is like real life, real people, real real personalities, you know. And I was talking to them about the Cowboys and about the guy with the five picks for touchdowns. I said, he'll be first team Pro Bowl. I said, because a lot of people look at the stats and go, he's got to be. I said, look, and I said, I give him credit. He got the eight interceptions and he has the five touchdowns. I said, but ask yourself, why does he have eight interceptions? And Gilmore, what did Gilmore have? One? How many Gilmore have? One, two? Stephon Gilmore. Like two. 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 Yeah, ask yourself why. Well, the other guy's way better. Bland, way better. Like, no. I said, watch the video. Who are they throwing at? They're throwing at Bland. Why? Because Gilmore's really good. I said, I'd never look at stats when I'm evaluating on my all Big Ten ballot. I don't sit there and go, who led the league in interceptions? That doesn't, I don't know. doesn't matter to me. It's like with Joey Porter Jr. when he was in the draft last year. I was a guest on a lot of shows because people were asking about the possibility of Joey Porter Jr. being a first-round pick. So I kept getting asked the same question over and over again. 
and that was, if he's so good, why does he only have one interception? And I said to him, I said, I'm going to tell you exactly what I have told Joey when I've talked to Joey about this. I said, the reason you don't have more interceptions is a prerequisite is they have to throw at you. Right? Uh, yeah, and if the ball they... <laughs> has to be thrown in your direction, <laughs> okay, for you to get picks. Now, a safety's different. That's a different line. I'll look at safeties. I'll look at some stats on tackles, and I'll look at some stats on interceptions because they're playing a lot of center field, where they've got to like you see it. They're rolling over to double. You know what I mean? But a corner, man, I want to watch how a corner plays. Right, now, like take a college corner, Cooper DeGene of Iowa. He's terrific. I mean, do you think you want to throw at number three? No, I'm going the other way. I mean, I'm trying not to get over in that direction as often as possible because he's really good. And for the Eagles, you can go either direction because Slay is, you know, he's in his 11th year now. And you're right about Bradbury. It looked like he got old overnight. I mean, that's, you know, that's... It's a speed position. It happens. Yeah, it does. And you're going up against great speed um, from a lot of wide receivers. A lot of speed out there now. Um, And... So. Cooper DeGene only had two interceptions this year or this year as well, so right. proves your point as well. Well, you know, but again, I had the privilege of seeing him in person too. So a lot of it, a lot of it is also, you know, uh, when you're preparing for a game, as you know, Todd, you do watch video. Then you see the game, and you get to see the person in person. It, it so it's easier for me to make those votes, in part because you know, even the teams Penn State doesn't play. Um, uh, there's you're watching like for example X team playing Nebraska well I got a chance to watch some of the Nebraska guys play. you know what I mean uh, because I watch the video so you try to you know get a good feel for people before you vote yay or nay on them and I don't go with I don't go with the with the stats part all the time sometimes stats confirm And I will say this about the Big Ten. They do a great job internally. We get an internal stat package on votes. Well, we've got everything. I mean, it really is impressive. And you sit there and go, okay. I'm talking like really detailed stuff. And so, but... uh, I don't always sit there and go, oh, well, this corner led the league in interceptions. He's got to be first team. This isn't fantasy football. Okay? you got to ask yourself, okay, who's the other corner? Oh, okay. Now I can see why. They're throwing more in this direction. I got it. And something tells me the opposite corner, I mean, I'm only guessing, but the opposite corner of Deion Sanders may have had more interceptions than Deion Sanders did. Well, that 
That proves your point, too, because there was a while that they didn't throw to his side at all. Right. I mean, I'm I'm just saying, though, I I don't know if if we were to look it up, um, if we were to look it up, that might be a possibility. How about that? So. Uh, they've got a lot of a lot of things to think about with the Eagles. Um, what do you do with Nick Sirianni? What do you do with Gay Howie Roseman? I mean, we've, like I said, he assembled the team, and I think he got too clever for him for his own good, because I think he thought he could draft a couple of guys, and with us, they'll be fine. And they aren't. So now you've got a lot of decisions to make in the off season. What do you do about the two coordinators? Um, what do you do about the head coach? What do you do about the idea that Jason Kelsey, who is uh, phenomenal, what a great, great, great career, He will eventually be in the Hall of Fame. I know you all like, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, he won't. Not even close. Uh, It's going to take a while. And the reason is this. It's not. It is not that Jason Kelsey's not a Hall of Famer. He is. But when you can only vote for five guys, it sometimes takes a while for you to weed your way from top 15 to top 10 to get into that five. That's that's the only reason why he won't be a first ballot Hall of Famer, okay? Um, he'll eventually get there. It's just, it may take some ballots. Alright? Only because of the process. I mean, they can only elect five guys. Well, there are a lot of guys that are on the list. I mean, look at this year's list. I mean, look at this year's Hall of Fame. And twenty twenty four Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think I, I was going to say I think they're down to the semifinalists. I don't think they quite yeah, got they to are. the finalists yet. Yeah, they are. Because I know Jahari this. Evans is is on the list. Yeah. Um. So let's see, class of twenty twenty four Hall of Fame. 15 modern era players listed as finalists for Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay, so here are the 15 finalists this year. 15 finalists. Eric Allen, who played for the Eagles, the Saints, and the Raiders at corner. Jaron Allen, who was a great pass rusher, especially with the Vikings. Willie Anderson, the offensive tackle, who played for the uh, Bengals for years. Jahari Evans, the guard for the Saints and the Packers. Dwight Freeney, pass rusher extraordinaire. Antonio Gates, tight end extraordinaire. Rodney Harrison, safety. Devin Hester, one of the great returners of all time. Torrey Holt, all those great years with the Rams. Andre Johnson, who was tremendous with the Texans. Julius Peppers. Okay. Fred Taylor, the running back for the Jaguars. Reggie Wayne who was phenomenal with the Colts. Patrick Willis, one of the top linebackers from 7-14 to 14 with the Niners, and Darren Woodson with the Cowboys. you got to pick five out of that group. 
You got to pick five out of that group. I mean, Jared Allen is a finals for the fourth time. Willie Anderson, third time. Freeney, second time. Hester, third time. Holt, fifth time. Johnson, third time. Reggie Wayne, fifth time. Patrick Willis, third. And Darren Willis, second. Okay, right now you've got, okay, in years of eligibility, Gates and Peppers are the first year of eligibility. Okay? Evans and Freeney are in their second. Eric Allen's in his 18th year of eligibility. It's the first time he's been on the ballot as a finalist, but he's in his 18th year of eligibility. Darren Woods in 16th. Holton is in 10th. Fred Taylor's in his ninth. Reggie Wayne and Patrick Willis are in their fifth year of eligibility. So it just takes a while to get there because they can only pick five guys. And that's my point. It just takes a long time for these sometimes to work your way up through, you know what I mean, to get to the top of the list. So Kelsey's going to get there. It's just a question of when, that's all. Just a question of when. Julius Peppers, career-high 19 points against Penn State in the second round of the NCAA tournament at the Superdome in New Orleans. Penn State won, went to the Sweet 16. So, yes, I did call a Julius Peppers game in my career. It just wasn't football. <laughs> I think people forget how good of a college basketball player he was oh, or, he and was. Tony Gonzalez was. He was really good. Oh, Tony Gonzalez. Penn State played in the um, Jimmy V Classic at the Meadowlands against Cal. And he was a part of that team. So, Antonio Gates was at Kent State. He didn't play football at Kent State. He played basketball. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of guys play basketball <laughs> against Penn State. Ended up being really good tight ends in the NFL. <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, here's another problem that's going to crop up for the Eagles. And it doesn't deal with Jalen Hurts, the player, it deals with Jalen Hurts, the contract. Remember, the Eagles have been able to assemble this team because they've been operating with a quarterback that has a second-round draft number. Um, and that gives you all the financial flexibility in the world when your quarterback is not making top dollar. Hertz now has a $255 million deal. Now, they'll get somewhat of a cap hit next year and somewhat the year after, but then it really kicks into high gear after that in terms of the cap hit that you get with the quarterback position. Right Now, they had to sign him. You have to sign your quarterbacks. It is a quarterback-driven league, and there's no question in my mind signing him is the right thing to do. But it does bring with it a lack of flexibility as to how you move forward. Now, they'll get a bigger cap hit this year. Okay. Then they'll get a bigger cap hit the year after, but then it becomes a big, the third year, it kicks into being a massive cap hit. Okay. And just remember, that's going to maybe tie the hands financially of Howie Roseman as to how he can rebuild this team 
in certain ways because you have to pay your quarterback. And it does come into play as to how, what, what kind of depth you can assemble on your football team. That's why you've seen a lot of teams that have been going with young quarterbacks. Uh, notice the receiving core. I know Rasheed Rice had a heck of a game in, in freezing cold conditions. A kid out of SMU plays that well. He didn't drop. He didn't drop a single pass on Saturday night. Yes, Todd, I bit the bullet. I bought the game. All right. So did I. <laughs> I mean, I got back from Purdue. Like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Threw a couple logs in the fireplace and said, all right, let's watch it. All right. But the Chiefs are where they are and don't have anywhere near the receiving core they had when they won their two Super Bowls. Because they've had to sacrifice a bit because of the money that has been needed, even though they've restructured some of Patrick Mahomes' money. They still had to pay him. Well, they couldn't keep Tyree Kill and keep Patrick Mahomes. Somebody had to go. Well, that's the issue you're running going you're going to run into with the Eagles. You have to pay the quarterback. Right? Well, then what positions do you have to sacrifice in order to make the cap number work? When you have a second round pick as your quarterback. Or in Russell Wilson's case, a third-round pick, you have a lot of flexibility. 